You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. A high pop-up. He's going to do it. At shortstop, Jeter. Jeter on the outfield grass. Makes the catch. The Yankees win. The Yankees win. And Doug Gooden pitches a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock, football Friday, week 8 in the NFL. The Eddie Scazzeri, I do imagine uh, better days ahead. That's that's what I imagine, and I certainly hope for that. And across from me, his name is Al Christopher Dukes. What is up? Good morning, Jerry. Better days ahead in what way? For everybody. Oh, just better was, days was, ahead. It was just a uh, Friday nice thing to say. Is yeah, that's that what a nice you're thing to say. Remember Citizen Kane? Um, is that the uh, Rosebud? better day. That's Citizen King. Kane? King. I get confused. Citizen King. Oh, right. The music. Citizen Kane, the movie. Yes. Stupid movie about of yeah. sled. I agree. And Waste if you, of time. If you are a communications major and you ever took a film class yeah, as hello. part of that. Yeah. You had to watch that there. Oh. Rosebud. What does that mean? I have no yeah. idea. And then you get to the end. It's a sled in the fire. Yes. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the movie was about. Awful. Yeah. Awful, awful, I agree, awful. Jerry. And people... Like, we'll be like, oh, great movie. No, it wasn't. And you didn't even probably watch it. Or understand it. Yeah. Until you got to the end. Waste I, of time. Yeah. I'm not watching black and white movies. I'm not watching <laughs> colorized movies. The best movies, Jerry, are superhero movies. Give me Spider. Citizen yeah, I, Kane didn't even have Spider-Man in it. I disagree with you on that one. But, hey, whatever. I Teach his own. I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not watching superhero movies either. <laughs> That's why I can't watch any movies. They're all superheroes now. There's a lot of superhero movies right now. That is true. I'm not watching scary movies. I'm not watching uh, evil devil You're not into movies. Halloween 17? Not into Halloween movies, no. Yeah, me neither. I like a good, like, romantic comedy. That's I like sad. a chick flick. You know, like a good, uh, like a good western, like a, and no. I mean a new western. I don't mean something from jo- with John Wayne in nineteen sixty. No. I don't watch a good western. No, huh? All right. What about a good? I mean, you love murder documentaries. What yeah. about a good movie that's violent? Now, I don't mean no. I don't mean horror violent. I no, mean like I, a good drama. No, I don't like to watch movies like about that. Either. I like a good documentary. I All liked right. that uh, Clint Eastwood movie. <clears throat> Excuse me, sir. Uh, that Clint Eastwood movie where he's the old guy and he's angry at everyone in the neighborhood. I could relate to that. Well, that's you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, this is, no, this is a movie. I Gary. didn't see that movie. 
Yeah, I forget what it was called. Grand Torino? Yeah, Grand Cur- never, Gran Torino. Never saw it. It was uh, on the list. Yeah, it's a good one if you come across it, Jerry. I watched the little Buccaneers-Bills highlight package when I came in this morning. What I'm noticing, Jerry, in the NFL is a lot of times, now I know there are hard hits and dudes are getting concussions and mm-hmm. people are getting, there are so many plays where no, where it looks like tackling in the Pro Bowl by some of these, I guess, you know. Well, the cornerbacks and the safeties don't want to tackle. They just want to put their it. shoulder into guys. Yeah, the yeah. cornerbacks and safeties don't want to yep. tackle anybody. It's like they're too small. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's almost like they're afraid they're going to get hurt. Yes. There was a play, I don't think what game it was. It was over the weekend, and it was on Red Zone Channel, so I don't. it could be any game, to be quite honest. But the cornerback gave an ole type of, Tried to put his shoulder into the receiver, and the receiver was like, Get the hell away from me. Yeah. He just kind of waved him away and ran right by him. Yeah, like, then there Tackle are, him. Then there are other times where I feel like the wide receivers also don't want contact. So there well, was that's a, true. A couple times in yesterday's game, uh, someone on the Bills was wide open, makes the catch. There's three cornerback-type safety guys a little ahead, and he is uh, Went out of bounds? Go out of bounds. Yeah. Slip out of bounds. Like no That's one called business hit. decision. Yeah, making business decisions. Well, and then in fairness, when you do have the hard-hitting safeties, the Ronnie Lott types, um, in today's day and age, what always happens is they get flagged for hitting a defenseless receiver. Like, I don't – that's the one oh, – there's many rules that bother me that I yeah. don't understand. But that one in particular, I don't get from the standpoint of what do you want them to do? Like, especially they, they throw the flag a lot when the receiver doesn't make the catch, and it's such a – it's the play is so quick, and it's like if he does catch the ball and you don't hit him and he runs right by you, then what? Like the whole, I just yeah, I, yeah. I know that, I know it's for safety. I understand that, but we are playing tackle football. Yeah, and I guess that's what I'm seeing, right? It's the combination oh, of those things. Yeah, the defenders don't want to really drill somebody. Mm-hmm. The they receivers feel like they can't. Don't want to get smashed. Mm-hmm. And flags are coming. And the thin safeties and uh, corners. Corners mostly. I shouldn't. Yeah. I really shouldn't put the safeties in That's that true. conversation. Because safeties used to be some of the hardest yeah. hitters in the game. It's, Johnny Lynch. It's more so the cornerbacks. Gary Fensick. Yes. Others. And others. That I can't And Ronnie of. Lott was one of the Ronnie hardest Lott. hitting safeties. Yeah. No doubt. That's the best part about being a safety. You're not covering a guy, and when a quarterback hits a receiver and you're right there, you got pop him. That yeah. was the best. And then you think about watching all those NFL films from the yeah. 70s and 80s oh. where they were celebrating those hits. Oh, I used to love those hits. And now you get a 15-yard penalty. NFL's hardest hits, free with your subscription to Sports Illustrated. That's right. I like, got that one. So NFL's I. hardest hits mm-hmm. is what it was called. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. You would either get football follies. Which I think they still do. Probably. Or NFL's hardest hits. Yeah. They'd be knocking helmets off dudes. Oh, and then standing and, over and clotheslining guys. Oh, I love a clothesline. Yeah, no kidding. Isn't that what happened to Frank Gifford? Didn't he get clotheslined? I don't know. He might have. Either him or Y.A. Tittle. Wasn't Jim Marshall a good clothesline guy yeah, from the Jim Vikings? Marshall. Good close, clothesline guy. I mean, you're talking about a club coming yeah. at you. <laughs> Boom. Yep, I know. <laughs> Catch a ball across the middle, just good night. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You're supposed to be afraid. And then you're supposed to go back and yell at your quarterback for putting you in that position. I I love when people say that. Then don't run that route. <laughs> like, what do you want? I mean, come on. There's quarterback also, makes a good pass. You you get hit. Well, that's kind of part of the deal. Yeah, right. You, right. The quarterback has to thread the needle, as they say. Yes. Come on now. Now, there was a little bit of uh, 
a thing going around the internet yesterday during the Bills game first quarter. Josh Allen was audibling on a second and ten play. He's either saying Taylor Swift mm-hmm. or or J.R. Smith. So I think where all of this is coming into play is the fact that on one, he uses LeBron James, Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, and it sounds like J.R. Smith. So then when you just isolate the J.R. Smith, it does sound like Taylor Swift. It's funny. It's one of those things, though. If I told you he said J.R. Smith. It sounds like J.R. Smith. Yeah. And then- I'm so fat. I'm so tight. My game is... All right, so let's play a game. Okay. All right, here we go. He is saying J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith! J.R. Smith! Okay. Now I say he's saying Taylor Swift. J.R. Smith! J.R. Smith! I still say it's J.R. Smith. Yeah, I do too. I actually don't think it's Taylor Swift at all. Taylor Swift would make sense in that she's uh, all the talk of the NFL. Yeah. But once you add in LeBron James and others, could be J.R. And it actually sounds like J.R. Smith. <laughs> what do you suppose the J.R. Smith play is? I don't know. What was J.R. Smith known for? Um, shooting a lot. Shooting, okay. A lot of threes. Hmm. Okay. I don't, know. I don't know what the play would be. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I love cool audibles. The one thing I don't understand about them is some of them seem like Boomer Boomer would tell us that they would use audibles to... um, they would, they would, they would, they would be matched up for a reason. So he would say, "Bruce," because Bruce Springsteen is the boss, and mm-hmm. we know boss is a. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you think defenses would catch on to? No, some they're of those? dumb. They're stupid. In Especially that, in, the in moment. that moment, yeah. No, I don't think you're processing that that quickly. Now, if you want to tell me you run something in the first quarter and yeah. a coach picks up on it, hey, if he says this again, yeah. But no, when it, when it's just one time. No, no one's picking up on that that quickly. (laughs) I know I said defenses are dumb, but I no, there's not enough time to process it. I see. There's no way. Right, you can't be like Bruce. Okay, who's Bruce? What Bruce is he? Oh, he's the boss. Maybe it means New Jersey. Maybe they've got a play named New Jersey, and he's now audibling to play New Jersey. Who knows? No, what I would do, I'd I'd get up to the line and go, Judith Light, Judith Light, boss. (laughs) Who's the boss? That's a boss play. We've talked more about Judith Light this week than we have in 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, I heard from a uh, listener, Jerry, who still... His business. I saw this. She still comes into the business. I want her in studio. And he said she loves being recognized. Well, why shouldn't she? So do I. She's she's an actress. I don't know. Aside from Law & Order, I don't know what she's done in her later years. But, yes, you want to be remembered. Yes, absolutely, Otherwise, you're forgotten. Correct. I would like like to have. So let's remember this. Okay. Next time I'm co-hosting. All right. Probably with Boomer because Geo controls the show when he's here. But when when Geo's out, I would like Judith Light. Then you can uh, we do that? Sure, that'd be I'd fun love to get a picture of you, Boomer, and Judith Light. That and, would be awesome. And I'll caption it: 
who's the boss. <laughs> That's fine. That, that would, would be, be great. Awesome. Yes. Hmm. Maybe we could have a whole who's the boss reunion. Oh. Then one day Tony Danza and then the dream would be Alyssa Milano. Oh, that'd be great. And who was the kid? I don't remember. Dan- I, his I, name was Danny something. Hey, Danny. He's probably in prison. No. There's always those the young Why kids. Why would you say in, that? Well, because those young kids that get into television early on, they, they're troubled youth. Okay. Alyssa Milano never got into trouble. Uh, she probably had her She moments. was a child actor. She was. Danny Pintaro. Yeah, let's get him in here too, Jerry. Could and could you remember Co-host. could you remember the grandmother's name? No. Catherine Helmond. Which set ring yeah, I remember seeing it on the screen once you show it to me. That's the actress's name? Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot what the red headed woman. Yeah, I don't remember what her name was in the show. But she yeah. was also on Soap. What which, a soap. Soap was another show in the seventies. Okay. We were not allowed to watch it as children. My parents thought it was too adult. Soap? Yeah, so when soap would come on, we'd have to uh, leave. Billy Crystal was on that. Okay. It was like one of the early uh, television shows with openly gay characters. Okay, I, I'm not familiar with that. My parents must have thought that was too adult for us. By the way, Danny, I could have handled it. Danny Pintaro is 47, and he is from Milltown, New Jersey. Perfect. He's probably there now. He might be. What and if he's, he's got a, a listener? And he's got an Instagram page. What if he's driving around right now, Jerry? He's like, let me see what's going on with Jets-Giants. Let me see what happened in that Bills-Buccaneers game last night. And I suppose now, it's possible. It's very possible. I mean, who knows? I mean, the guy said Joe Gatto in the other day. Sounds like he knew the station. One of the, uh, what is he? Impractical Jokers. Impractical Jokers. Yeah. He would be fun to cool. have in. I, yeah. I love him. He's good. I like him. I really, He's doing stand-up now. I enjoy good Impractical Jokers. Yep. Uh, by the way, the Bills did win that game last night. 24 oh, 24-18 over the Buccaneers. They're now 5-3 and three of the Bills. They were kind of disappointing. It would have been great if Godwin would have caught that ball at the end and they yeah. lost. Yeah, Hail Mary at the end of the game. Baker Mayfield got that ball into the end zone, and in slow motion replay, you could look. Godwin just didn't turn around. I know. In time. No one yelled Bruce. No one yelled Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> Judith Light. <laughs> he turned around. It was right there. Yeah, I know. That would have been some would have wild been stuff. Right in his bread basket, as yeah. they say. I love a good Hail Mary that connects. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, I don't. I actually, listen, when it's your team, of course, it's a, I don't know, it's a cheap way to win. (laughs) It is. Like you couldn't get down the field. (laughs) Here's one prayer. You don't deserve it. Stroke of luck, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right, Jerry. It's a stroke of luck. That said, it counts. It does count. That counts. counts as something, Jerry. Yeah. And it counts for me. Now, we also have Jets Giants on Sunday. And Tiki Barber gets another giant game here. Good for him. Good for him. Well, they try to do that sometimes, if possible. Yeah. It's Andrew Catalan, Jerry, Tiki Barber, Matt Ryan. I know you haven't been killing. I've noticed you haven't been killing Catalan this year. Yeah, no. At all. Yeah, he's growing on me. (laughs) I like him now. I thought it was because Tiki's with him now. And Tiki. I like Tiki. I like him. So you like the pairings or the the threesome. You're a big threesome guy. Yeah, but so I do have a problem with this one because this is a foursome. Which I don't understand. No, it's not. Yeah, it's <laughs> Catalan, Tiki Barber, Matt Ryan, A.J. Ross. Yeah, A.J. Ross is on the sideline. Just like every crew has a sideline. Yeah, but every crew doesn't have three people in the booth. I just said you like this threesome. Oh, I see. You're saying I like it because there are three in the booth. Correct. Just like you've got Burkhart, Olsen, and Aaron Andrews. Right. That's not a threesome. Well, that would be a wild one. She's on the sideline. Those two are in the booth. Who's Pam Oliver with these days? Is she uh, Pam Oliver is, uh, is she with she's uh, on the second team? I think Kenny now. Albert. Yes. yes, I think that sounds right. I Kenny Albert, right. Moose Johnston. 
That I don't know. Yeah. You know, the problem with watching Red Zone is you you hear the play by play guys. You don't really settle into these games. You don't you are know correct. that pairing. Announcing schedules, Jerry. I'll let me take was a look. It, wasn't Kenny Albert with Tony Saragusa for the longest time yeah. with Moose Johnston? I know he passed away, but right, those were the three, and Saragusa was on the sideline. Yes. Let's say, oh, you know who I, you know how I, I love Evan Washburn. Yes, he's with Ian Eagle, Charles Davis, Evan okay. Washburn. Evan Washburn. All right. I'd love someone. I would love a video, um, like a production company. You know how we do hard knocks for the NFL teams? Yeah. And we got quarterback, and we do Peyton Manning and LeBron. And, yes. And the Obamas are a new one for basketball. I want one on Ian Eagle. Just follow him around? Like, Ian Eagle was in Brooklyn on, on Wednesday night for the Nets opener. Now, I don't know, but I'm guessing, he because he usually does Thursday night football for Westwood One. I'm not sure if he did it last night or not. But my thinking is he was in Orchard Park last night for Bills Bucks. He'll be in Dallas tonight for the Nets and the Mavericks, and then Sunday he'll be doing whatever game you just said. Like I want Ian Eagle followed around. Yes, and they, here's why: I know they have private planes. I know it's much easier getting around for these guys. I want to know how he prepares for all these games. Yeah, I don't know how they how any of these dudes do it. It's a lot. But it's like when they had the Kenny Albert situation where he had done like a uh, all the all the sports like in a mm-hmm. in a long weekend. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah, I'll follow one of those guys around. Like when I know you've got time in the hotel, but prepping for an NFL game takes literally days. Like it really is a lot of work. Um and for him, he's prepping for two NFL games. In between two net games. Now, I know he could walk into any net game with his eyes closed and then do it for sure. I understand that. But you still want to do the work on the other team. And then you've got two NFL games in four days. I want Ian Eagle followed. Well, that's what I understand when you hear these stories from back in the day, these announcers that were always drinking. Because I think they just showed up. Yeah, they'd be like... uh, Mako told me a a story when he was doing Army football. I'm not going to say who it was, but, you know, Army-Navy... And one of the big networks, CBS, came in to do it. And Westwood One would be there. So I'm not going to say who it was. But Minko put all the time in, you know, doing all this work. And the national announcer showed up about 18, to 15 to 20 minutes before kickoff, as Mink said. And said, anybody got an extra flip chart? And Minko gave it to him. And he knew him from years past. And he walked in and did a game. Had nothing in front of him. Just give me the flip chart and I'll call the game. And that's it. And you can do it that way. There's nothing wrong with that. You just don't have those extra notes that you want to throw into the broadcast. Yeah. I really think a lot of those guys drank all night, got up, went to the game. Give me a flip chart. Let's do the game. Yeah, because you hear so many stories of broadcasters from yeah. 70s, 80s. The Summerall ones are legendary. Yeah. They would just roll up to town, mm-hmm. drink at the bar and take your women, and then... Go call a game and hit the road. I don't know about them taking their women, but I I do know there was a lot of drinking back in the day. That is for sure. Yeah. So, all right, let's take a break. It's uh, 518. You know what that means. That means on the other side of this break, we've got a week eight edition of something we like to call cool games. So that, more football. We got uh, Al's going to break down the shutout last night by Jonathan Quick. Good night for the Rangers. And then Boomer and Gio at 6 o'clock right here on The Fan.